Um, over the last uh, couple of days, we've heard many times how product managers and people involved in building projects have to wear lots of different hats and they have to communicate with lots of different audiences. So you have, in one hand, you have your, your users and you have the builders, the people that uh, actually build your product, your coders, your, your designers. You have what I call the purse holders, the investors and the board. And then you have marketing and sales and customer support and lots of other um, stakeholders that you need to connect with. It's, it's a big job to communicate with such different audiences because you initially have to talk to your users and persuade them to let you into their lives, to share their thoughts, share their wishes, so you can understand what they need. And later on, you have to persuade them to actually use your product and maybe even pay for it. So with your investors and your board, you have to seduce them. You have to convince them to part with money, which is never easy. And then later on, you have to keep them informed, keep them excited about your product, so the money keeps flowing in. And then you have your team. You have to inspire them. You have to inspire your developers. You have to inspire your designers. They have to share your vision for the product. And then they also need to understand the awful amount of pressure that you're under. And then you have sales and marketing. You have to show them the awesomeness of your solution. And you have to let them know which bits the user really, really values. And then, whether you have one customer or you have millions of customers, you have to advise and support the people who keep them happy. And that's your customer support team. Yeah? That's a lot of people to talk to. Because these people have different needs, different interests. They have uh, different mental models, ways of thinking about stuff, and particularly about the kind of solution, the product you're trying to build. So being able to communicate effectively with all these people, all these audiences, it's a huge job, regardless of you're working for a small startup or uh, a huge product team inside some industry giant. So how can you know that you are communicating clearly with these people, right? Well, how do you know your product is working? Normally, your user tells you, right? They show you. Which communication is exactly the same. Your user, your audience, is the one that shows you if you're communicating clearly. For communication to be clear, the user of the communication has to be able to find it, and then he has to be able to understand it, and then he has to be able to act on it. It's a lot of jobs. So I'm here to help you. Uh, do this job of communicating clearly. And what I'm going to do is to share with you five steps of the clarity method. Uh, there's more steps to the clarity method, but if you uh, get these right, you will start seeing results immediately. So the first thing we do, start with a purpose. I guess you guys have seen Simon Sinek talk, start with why, yeah? Very inspiring for business, for your personal life. Well, it also works for communication. You need to know what you want to achieve with this interaction. And let me just tell you, because we have such a short time, I'm only gonna be talking about writing interactions, okay? Emails, presentations, that sort of stuff. So you need to know what you want to achieve. You need to know, okay, so when I get to the end and I smile to myself and I say, woo, mission accomplished, 
what needs to happen, yeah, for me to get there. So that is your purpose. Uh, if you have time when you're plan planning your writing, you should write down your purpose, and your purpose should be pretty specific, yeah? Imagine you're writing an email for Jane, who's your coder, and you want Jane to uh, save the user some time. Jane, please save the user some time. That's not a very specific purpose. You want Jane to reduce the number of clicks from five to three. That's your purpose. That's what you need to achieve with that communication. That hope she'll be able to do that. Okay, so having a clear purpose, it's something that will guide you through the writing process. It's like a lighthouse, it's there for you, pointing in the right direction. But it also helps you figure out the nature of your writing. Are you trying to persuade? Are you trying to convince? Are you just informing? Are you giving an order or instruction? Or are you asking for information? Those are very different purposes and these relate to different ways of writing. So once you know what your purpose is, you need to think, okay, so what do I need to do to achieve it? What kind of information must I give this person? Or what do I need to do for them to be able or, and willing to do what I want them to do, okay? So there's several things you need to consider. Do you need to provide them with a context? That normally helps, you know? Or do you need to justify a decision or make a recommendation? Or if you're presenting something to your investors and maybe you need to present alternatives and the consequences of each alternative so they can choose and give you what you want. So these are different things that you need to consider when working on your purpose for your communication. Next thing you need to do, and this is really, really important, you need to know your audience, who you're writing for. Okay, it's not enough to know their name. You need to know a little bit more. You need to do a sort of a, an audience profile. What's their age? What's their background? How much do they know about this subject? What's their interests? You know, do they really care? Um, what do they stand to gain or lose from this communication? What's their personality? How do I approach this specific person? Are they busy? Do they have a lot of time for this? So you build this audience profile before you start. And this will help you do three things. This will help you give them the information they need. Because when you're doing this profile, you're asking yourself, what do they need to know? Yeah, what do they want to know? So this kind of filters the information you're going to give them. And then it helps you adjust your language to these people, to their ability level, and also to their preferences, to make sure they're actually going to read you. And then finally, it helps you find your tone. You know, it helps you find the way you're going to put your words together to fit, to fit their, their feelings. So, who they are, what they want to know, and what they need to know. These are questions you need to be asking yourself when you're preparing to write. So, the ne next thing you do is to highlight your key messages. So, wh what are key messages? Okay, so when you're planning what you're going to write, let's imagine you're preparing a presentation for a VC, what are the main things that you want them to memorize after you got off the stage or after they read your email, whatever? You think about these and you try to write them in short, specific, strong sentences that are easy to memorize. I'm going to show you an example there. So imagine you want your users, in this case, to know that it's really safe to use your platform to make payments. You can just say, payment encryption, mm. you know? That doesn't stick, that doesn't mean anything. Or you could say, payment safety is paramount requirement, should therefore be met by high-stranded product safety features. 
you lost them, they're gone. So try and write a strong sentence that relates to the people that are your specific audience, something like, we encrypt your payments so your money's safe with us. Got that? That's easy. That is a key message. Normally, key messages relate to your purpose, right? I want them to know it's safe. That's my purpose, so I write that. But let's imagine you have lots of key messages. It's no good to have lots, okay? You have three. Three is what our mind can take. More than that, and we struggle to memorize them. But you have three. And you want to know, oh, okay, I've got three, but which one is the main one? What, which one is the most important? So there's a little trick to do that. So you're building that huge uh, 50 slides presentation for your investors. But imagine that instead of that, you could only tweet. 140 characters. What do I write? Yeah, that's your key message. That's the main one. You tweet. You start with that, and then you have a few more. You put them by the order that is meaningful for your reader. This is not about you. This is about your reader. That's what you do next. Uh, yeah. The next thing you need to do um, when you're writing is to use your, users your, your reader's words, right? Uh, you can say, well, my readers are experts, so I talk to them in their language. That's fine, but let's just make sure you're not cutting corners here because, you know, jargon may be okay if you and the people reading you truly share that jargon. But let me give you an example. If you're talking to your company lawyer and you use the word, the acronym IP, you might mean internet provider, and they will understand intellectual property, okay? So be very careful when assuming that other people know your jargon. Here's two examples, you know, if you're really talking to someone who's on the same level as you, it's okay to use jargon, but never assume, for instance, that the user knows your jargon, because for the user, you always better off using everyday words like this, right? Take away the technical terms and just make sure you use the words that people use on, in their lives. And, and how do you know what these words are? Right, you probably do a lot of user research, right? You ask questions, you take notes. One thing you should always keep in mind is to take notes of the words people are using because the words they use to describe their problems and their current solutions are then the words they expect to see in your product later on, yeah? So get inspired by the conversations you have and do imagine you, you, instead of writing, you're having a conversation with that person. So, keep it short, it's the fifth rule of this method. So what do you need to keep short? Basically everything. Uh, you start with your documents, you make them as short as possible, this text, the, this uh, email, this presentation, uh, this leaflet about your product, whatever. Keep it short, respect people's times, everyone's very, very busy. But find that line when shorter than that would not contain enough information to be useful, okay? So it's a tricky balance there. Short documents, then short paragraphs, 
Don't build walls of words, okay? Five lines is big enough for a paragraph. And then short sentences. Our brain likes short sentences. More than 25 words, and I'm thinking English here, a bit more in Portuguese, for instance. But more than that, we start getting tired. We get to the end, we don't remember the beginning. So keep them all pretty short. I'll show an example. This is from some you know, sports thing. You, you read that sentence, first one, and you get to the end, you're like, what? What was that about? So one way you can do this is break it in two sentences and use bullet points. They really help you have an idea of the structure of what is being said there. So if we're talking about two types of technology we use for our products, bullet point for each. Much clearer, okay? And also, short words. There's this guy called Winston Churchill. He was a project manager for one of the biggest projects ever happened in the world. And he used to say, short words are best, and e old words are even better. So stick to the old words. People will understand you. Okay, quick recap. Start with a purpose. What you want to achieve with your writing, okay? Aim for that. Don't waffle, start with it. Know your audience. Know the way they think. Know who they are, how much they know about your subject. Highlight your key message. First, figure them out, order them according to the importance that the user, the reader would give them, and then keep them short. Think tweets, yeah? And if you can, use them as headings along your text. That will really help capture the eye of the reader. Then, use people's words. Know who's reading you, use their words, make sure they really understand you, and keep it all very short. And if you can't make it short, make it look short. You know how you make it look short? You put a summary, and you put lots of headings, because people don't read. Sorry, I forgot to tell you this. People don't read. So, they scan, yeah? And if you use your key messages as headings, they'll scan that, they got that, you've done your business, okay? So, keep it short. And if you want the the clarity checklist, go to that URL and you can download it. And then there's another one to help you deal with complaints. I guess that'll be a good point when you're actually dealing with complaints already, right? So that's it, that's me, thank you.